You can do whatever you want. You're here. You are. You're okay. I also feel weird not being here with Amanda, so we're both nervous. <laughs> Once upon a time, there were two badass women who thought mom brain was complete BS. Then they had babies, became besties, and decided to start a podcast to talk about how they were totally wrong. Welcome to Blame It on Mom Brain. Welcome back to Blame It on Mom Brain. This is Jodine and it's just me today, but I am actually being joined by someone extra special. Um, we had to drag him here because public speaking is not his favorite hobby. Let's just say that. So I'm incredibly grateful to have Will here with us today, Amanda's fiance, father to Romeo. Um, how you doing, Will? Hi, I'm doing all right. Thank you. Um, okay. You did well. You both did well to drag me out to do this because, uh, yes. yeah, like you said, it's not really my thing. No. Um, I've always said that my thoughts are like a lot of different ingredients that haven't mm -hmm. yet been married together into a full flavored meal. Wow. So people, okay. I find that people like listening to full meals instead of sampling lots of different types of ingredients. So if I start to ramble off, then rein me in. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a rambler as well. I get that. Okay. And I don't even follow a recipe when I cook. I just throw in a little bit of this. I throw in a little bit of that. And my brain's probably the same thing. So it, let's keep each other on track today. Uh, so I want to start by talking about when Amanda said to you, I think maybe I might be pregnant or in whatever words she phrased it in. And then I know you guys went together. You got, I believe, garbage bags at the at Safeway or London Drugs or whatever it was. Um, mm -hmm. And then you together took a pregnancy test because I didn't do that. I actually took the pregnancy test and then called Neil into the bathroom and I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And he was like, holy That's shit. Funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you guys no. actually did this whole thing together. So tell me about that day. Um. To be honest, I don't really remember it because the last like two years of my life have been like a big blur of mm -hmm. just getting through one day to the next. Mm -hmm. I remember a little bit before we took the test and that's when we both decided that we would be open to having a kid. And mm -hmm. it literally that happened within, well, it, it felt natural. Like it, Okay. it felt like once we'd given it like the okay and Amanda came off the birth control, like we'd just do things how they were and we've heard all these stories mm -hmm. about people who are trying to have kids and it takes like a couple of years mm -hmm. and that's kind of what we thought we were setting ourselves up to because at that point mm -hmm. we weren't engaged we weren't married or anything like that but we we're mm -hmm. obviously committed to each other long term and we thought we'd have like I don't know a year a year or two of like <laughs> trying and not really having to worry too much about it but mm -hmm. that scene you've just described happened about four weeks after that conversation <laughs> so it, it happened straight away <laughs> we didn't really get a chance to, to relax yeah. and like let the idea simmer too much but mm -hmm. uh, yeah I mean it's it's a weird feeling to pee on a stick and see two lines I can't imagine doing it on your own but yeah, yeah. me and Amanda in that room it's it was yeah you don't have to lie did hilarious. you get um <laughs> it was hilarious like did you have a my life flashing before my eyes kind of moment or were you like all right that's not let's let's this is okay well I felt a bit duped because everyone says how difficult yeah. it is to get pregnant right, right? and then yeah. here we are happened straight away for us which I, don't, I guess is really lucky 
but mm-hmm. yeah, it was no it was i feel funny. the same way because we had pretty much the exact same scenario um okay. we were like okay maybe we'll have a kid and then it's like oh my god i'm pregnant after I've had, I couldn't tell you how many conversations with people who have been struggling for years. So I, I had also had that same thought where I was like, I'm going to have lots of time and then, or maybe it won't even happen at all. So I had really set myself up for disappointment and then it happened and I was in complete disbelief and I was like, oh my God, is, is this real? I looked at this stick and I was like, I, I don't, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> I'm not ready yet, but, um, so yeah, I totally, I totally understand that feeling of kind of shock and feeling like if if only I knew, if only I knew what I'd set myself up for. (laughs) (laughs) If only you would know two years later, because it is February this month would be two years since that peeing on a stick moment. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. That's so crazy. It's, I just thought about that too. That is crazy, isn't it? It's gone fast. It's it's so crazy. So Amanda's pregnant. She's going through pregnancy. Um, and then at any point did you really feel like you were starting to connect with the fact that you were having a baby? Or did it take you a long time, maybe even up till when we started doing the birth classes, or maybe even not until actual birthday where you're like, Holy shit, this is really a, this is actually happening. Um, because I know Neil struggled with that. Yeah, I I feel like it's only just started to kick in for me now that I'm a dad anyway. Like sure. I said, the last two years have been a big blur. It's been, I don't know, like the hardest couple of years of my life just to get uh-huh. used to like a new identity and new responsibility and just try and settle things in. And to be honest, like life still isn't back to how it used to be. I still it don't feel exactly the same. No. I hope it goes back a little bit, you know. Like, <laughs> but but yeah, Um it will never be the same, but you'll have components come back into your life that you had, just in a different it, way. Yeah, I guess so. It took me a long time for it to sink in. I think mm-hmm. Amanda like jumped into action straight away and started like preparing things and thinking about, I don't know, getting us some books to read together and listen to chat about it and, I don't know, learn more about the process. Because the last time I like studied sex education and pregnancy and birth was like when I was in high school. Oh, I'm amazed right. you even studied just, it. Yeah. <laughs> so what did you think when she said, I want to sign us up for hypnobirthing? I was definitely a bit apprehensive. Because I'm way more guy. Yeah, I'm way more sci- well, scientific-ish. And I don't want to say You're logical, not much of a hippie. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I don't lean that way that much. Yeah. So I was definitely a bit apprehensive because I worried about what might be like recommended and if it goes against mm-hmm. the uh, the current uh, scientific recommendation or whatever, mm-hmm. then I would be, I don't know what type of position that would put me and Amanda in because I wanted those to be together through it and not mm-hmm. like have different opinions and all that type of like stuff. Buddy but heads. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, it was Amanda going through the process. Uh-huh. I'd already done the hard work at the start, you know? <laughs> And it's up to her okay. to take it through the nine months. So I've just got to do what I can to support her. And if she wants to do yeah. the hypnobirthing, then then that's fair enough. Mm-hmm. And so we did hypnobirthing. And what do you think? <laughs> it was <laughs> well. How many sessions did we do? It was like six weeks. Six, wasn't it? six weeks yeah, of an hour. Six weeks. And two hours a night or something. Yeah. And we all did it remotely because we weren't allowed in the same room because it was during like the COVID time too. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so it was all over Zoom. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember what they talked about, to be honest. The one thing that sticks out in my mind was why is nobody else like laughing at some of these things that are being said? <laughs> well, everyone's it's serious. quite funny. <laughs> or like if you take it a little bit out of context and you just want to like relax and have a good time or whatever, then uh-huh. it can be quite funny. Some of the uh-huh. stuff that some people like that the, the instructor was quite serious about all this stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't know what it was, but I remember the instructor doing something with her hands. Something like this. <laughs> and I, I just smirked. I looked at Amanda. She smirked as well. And I looked at the screen and I saw you and Neil like laughing or something <laughs> like that. And I said to Amanda, I pointed at you guys and said, we're going to be friends with them. <laughs> and lo and behold, here we are. So Here we are, me interviewing you on our podcast. <laughs> yeah. So while I don't really remember what they talked about other than like breathing patterns and birthing waves and like all the different language that they use to describe yeah. um, like what's happening to you, like birthing mm-hmm. waves, contractions and all that type of stuff, they have the different type of language that hopefully makes it feel a little bit less serious and a little bit more mm-hmm. approachable and relaxing and calming and all that type of stuff because that's the whole point of it mm-hmm. is what I got. Um well, I think one yeah, thing was, that you probably got without even remembering is a lot about like your rights in having a baby and what like the fact that you can have an opinion and, you know, voice, do I want this? Do I want that? Because I know on birthday, you and Amanda had to make a lot of decisions um, as yeah. to what you wanted and what she had. Um, so let's move on to that. So because so you did get something out of it. You just don't remember because right. you just absorbed yeah. it all so well. So I, I, I trust that you were listening and <laughs> not just I, I laughing was, at yeah. Neil on the screen. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's birthday because so Amanda was what, like a week late? That's she was, yeah. Question. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She was a week late. Okay. Yeah, a week late. Um, yeah. So we were like ready any day. But take it back mm-hmm. to that choices thing. That was mm-hmm. one thing that I didn't find amazingly helpful because mm-hmm. I've never gone through like a birthday before. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden being able, being told that I have all of these choices, I, I have mm-hmm. to like balance all the different like pros and cons mm-hmm. isn't really what I want from like a bunch of experts who do this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like going to a restaurant and they give you a menu that has too many things on it. Yeah. Like I just, I just want to leave with a healthy baby. Like guide me through yeah. that process. But in, in retrospect, that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, that, that's exactly what happened. So, yeah, it, it worked out in the end. Um, but I yeah, think Amanda, it's more than having choices. It's more like asking the right questions so you can understand what's going on. Sure. Right. Rather than yeah. just being like, I don't, I refuse to have this done. It's like, okay, yeah. so what's going to happen if we do that? Yeah, and then the reasons right. why you would do something over the other. Yeah, yeah. Which I think works for your scientific brain because you like things to be explained really well. That's true. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. It it did. So, it, it worked well. Like it was good to know why you would do certain things over the other. But yeah, as we get into it, I'll, I'll I can talk more about that. Um, okay. So tell me yeah, so um, about the big day. We, what did we do the night prior? I think she went to go and get like sweat. If you can oh, say yeah. that Swept in the past away. tense, <laughs> you got like yeah. a sweet thing because mm-hmm. that's what they do when you're a bit late, and mm-hmm. that clearly loosened things up. And Amanda was mm-hmm. feeling stuff like the night before, and could tell that something was like shifted. 
<laughs> and we went to bed and we woke up at like five, four, five o'clock in the morning and Amanda's water had broke. And then that, that was it. Basically, it was <laughs> off to the hospital. Like I, I was working at the time, I was doing a contract and the way that I left it with the work people was saying that my wife, sorry, my partner is like 40 weeks pregnant right now and I'm going to disappear any day. So I'll send you mm-hmm. one last message and I'll see you later, basically. And uh, I sent that message. We got her in the car with the baby seat and all that and, and headed to yeah. the BC Women's Hospital. It's wild, hey, when you put that car seat in the car and you're like, yeah. oh my God, this is it real. Is. Well, it, the it car is very seat is surreal, a real thing for me. You know? yeah. yeah, no, it's yeah. so surreal. Okay, yeah. so the car ride. Car ride was okay. Luckily, mm-hmm. like it wasn't too bad. We lived about half an hour away from the hospital, which and if she, if her water broke like maybe two hours later, we would have had all the morning traffic and it would have been mm. tricky to get there. It would have changed that half oh. an hour drive into like an hour, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, the half an hour drive, it, it went okay from recollection. It's just Amanda making noises every like 15 <laughs> seconds or whatever yeah. <laughs> i was just focusing on driving there and not yeah, like yeah. doing anything crazy you know mm-hmm. so get us there safe get there safe park up get her in the hospital and like find somebody that we knew mm-hmm. like the birthing um our team it? it's not a pediatrician our team midwife or, or whatever the name is midwife yeah you midwife the right word. um find the midwife and like get her checked in and get everything sorted out so then mm-hmm we're ready to go and we got put into like a nice birthing room because we wanted to do it naturally there was like a a bath there was a nice bed there was a good chair for me there was an ensuite bathroom it was like a really big room and And a bed for you I feel like there was yeah yeah but unfortunately I never got to use that but um, (laughs) yeah and then then it all just started kicked up kicking off okay so at this point you think everything is going to go naturally you have this plan in your head and then one thing leads to another amanda has to get what is it um she has to get antibiotics and then she has to get yeah the pitocin and then she has to get thing after thing after thing which was not according to her beautiful plan um she had put on the wall that's right so you're watching her get quite uncomfortable at this point yeah, she well with strong pain, she gets like a bit sick. So like mm-hmm. heaving and stuff. Like I'm sure everybody does with a lot of pain. Um, but yeah, it was, it's felt like one thing after another. And I know what Amanda's intention was, and also that if we don't listen to the doctors and what they're telling us, then mm-hmm. there's a high risk that things can go badly. Mm-hmm. So I felt like I was in a bit of a weird situation where I wanted to support what Amanda wanted or like the intentions that she set out to do, mm-hmm. but then also like come home with a living child, right? Mm-hmm. So, a living wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that. A partner. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So that must've yeah. been really hard for you. You must've felt like you had to kind of bite your tongue. You just have to pick your moments and when to push different things. Mm-hmm. But, Luckily, on that day, like Amanda was very good at listening to like other people and myself. Mm-hmm. I didn't 
my my fears were unwarranted like I didn't need to worry too much at all because Amanda mm-hmm. at the end of the day wanted the same thing I did mm-hmm. and we were, we were on the same team all of the way and through. everyone else there and everyone else there yeah 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 I guess the the tricky thing was was having like the the birthing course that we did they emphasized how one thing can lead to another and therefore like you lose your natural birth and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff and it was, I found it tricky to balance like what the science team and the doctors were saying versus the the midwife versus what we'd learned about and like why mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to do like Pitocin because then it you have an 80% chance of like C- C-section and all that type of stuff and mm-hmm. that's the opposite of what we wanted to do but if the kid's heartbeat is at like 160, 170 for an hour which it was mm-hmm. then you need to get him out as fast mm-hmm. as possible because mm-hmm. so yeah so they came up to both of you and suggested c-section uh, yeah as as best they could because amanda at this point was obviously in quite a lot of pain mm-hmm. and i'm just trying to remember now yeah they were we were both aware of what was happening and listened to the doctor when they explained what, what was happening. And once the doctors mm-hmm. had spoken to our midwife, our midwife came to us and made sure that we all like knew what was going to happen and why, basically. So yeah. they just pretty much told and, you, you have to have a C-section now. Basically. Yeah. I feel like we could words. have pushed back more, but they made the risks quite clear and mm-hmm. I didn't want to like go against the doctors who do this every day. If that makes no, of sense. course. And yeah, Amanda seemed because... pretty on board with it, anyways. Yeah, yeah. So it didn't which seem is, like much. Which of a was one of my worries that she wouldn't be, but like oh, definitely, okay. definitely was mm-hmm. on board one hundred percent. Yeah. So you can t- you could tell at that moment, like, okay, you're not very comfortable if you're clearly just going with this. Yeah. Like, you know something needs to change. We need to change direction yeah. right now. So they yeah. get you ready for a C-section which you had not thought was going to be the case was not that not at all. you didn't think you were going to go watch a surgery that day. Right. Not um, at all. I don't know how I, I'd feel being the person watching the surgery. <laughs> so I didn't have an well, option. I was, I was yeah. Surgery. After we got all like set up for Scrub the theater back. room, the operating theater, then yeah. luckily there was this guy, the anesthesiologist. I don't remember his yeah. name, No, but it was a dude from the UK. And oh. myself, like growing up in England, uh, whenever I hear somebody who has a, an English accent, I yeah. find it quite comforting sure. in a weird way. Uh-huh. And he was one of the nicest blokes I've ever met mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in the way that he can talk to you and like you just feel calm straight away as if mm-hmm. like everything's under control, like we've got it, mm-hmm. everything's going to be fine. And I, f- I feel like both me and Amanda felt the same way about this guy. Mm-hmm. and it yeah it's just hilarious that 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 would be the time in which somebody from the uk like calms me down it just yeah, it, right? it pop up in the funniest places in my life no but, i think it's it's yeah. all intentional it, it was it yeah. was just so perfectly perfectly timed my anesthesiologist yeah. was also the voice of reason in my um that whole situation she was a lovely okay. lady that was the only thing that was calming me down I think mm. anesthesiologists that must be part of their interview to get into anesthesiology school is how good are you at calming people down? 
yeah. at least it should be because man, it is so scary. And they're really like props to anesthesiologists because that job is hard. Yeah. Um, you're, well, you're, I think yeah. if you're a good anesthesiologist, you could probably talk to somebody and put them to sleep, right? That must sure. be the bar. <laughs> you don't yeah. even need the drugs. <laughs> no, I think so too. At least yeah. calm them down enough so they can yeah. be there relaxed. Okay, yeah. so now they're um, getting ready to take Romeo out. Did mm-hmm. you like? Did you look? Did you watch? No, you took videos, didn't you? I was there with two phones. In, <gasps> well, not two phones in each hand, but one phone in each hand, videoing everything. <laughs> so I have like twenty minutes of video of the operating theater room of the first oh like God. moments of, of Romeo's life. Yeah, which was bizarre. Uh-huh. I I did get a, a quick sneak behind the curtain that they put right. up to um to see what was going on, but. I didn't see anything too crazy before he was out, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. once he was out, then that, all the focus was on that and seeing the little gray blob, basically, that, that is now Romeo. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird. I can't imagine. Weird. It, it like, reminded me of the film the like Alien. <laughs> I don't blame it. it well, like I couldn't see anything alien. anyways. I was too nervous. I was having a nervous breakdown. Uh, I was yeah. too busy. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so they give you the alien, the little scrawny alien baby, yeah. super long and lanky, and they're like, yeah. here you go, now put it in this car seat and take it home and keep it alive. Um, <laughs> not, well, close, because we stayed in the hospital, I think, for a night or two. Yeah, probably, yeah, and 24 hours at least. I, I, cause, because we had surgery, we now mm-hmm. lost that room that I described earlier where it was oh, a bed yeah, for me, there was yeah, a bath, yeah. there was an ensuite, and we got put into like a bog-standard hospital room. And luckily, uh, we did get a room. We didn't, weren't shared. Private room. We weren't in a shared ward or anything. We did have a private room. Mm-hmm. But Totally worth it if you can afford a... it, by the way. If anyone's right. listening and considering it, I highly yeah. recommend it if you can uh, budget that in. Yeah, but also bring a mattress for the dad because... <laughs> I slept on the ground with a a cushion for two nights while feeding a baby for the first time in my life. (laughs) After setting the intention that I probably wouldn't be able to feed the kid for like the first three months because we wanted to breastfeed as well. Mm -hmm. And we didn't quite get to do that straight out Mm -hmm. the gate. So I'd gone from like expecting to feed the kid in like three months time to being the sole caretaker of this child like on day Mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a long, like, two days, that was. But I think in the first couple of days, it's not, it's just you You have so many things going on where it's not like a negative headspace at that point. You're just kind of, like, taking it all in and, like, listening to people give you instructions. You're like, okay, I will do this. I will put the bottle here. We have to make sure it's yeah. this temperature, blah, 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 right? How do I change you're this diaper? You're just in survival uh, mode. <laughs> yeah. You're in yeah, 100% you're in survival, survival mode, mode just, like, taking one moment to the next and doing what you can. It's all yeah. instinct that kind of takes over because you're in this place and you just have to survive and uh-huh. get on with it, right? Yeah. And when do you say instinct kicks out? <sighs> like week two when you're like, um, what do we do with this crying thing? Yeah. When I can't think straight and I'm, I'm just not me. Mm-hmm. It's, and mm-hmm. that's, well, it's like torture, isn't it? People used to it's torture, torture people torture. by keeping them awake for hours mm-hmm. on end. And that's what mm-hmm. a baby does to you. Yeah, they torture us. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. No, I feel, I realized after, I don't know how long, but I realized I needed a, 
a total amount of six hours to function. Um, it didn't okay. have to be in a row because I never, ever got that. Um, mm. But six hours of broken sleep was the minimum that I needed to function as a human. Human being. Yeah. yeah. Did you figure out that number for you? I feel like you would have. Um, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. I need continuous amount of time, like two hours mm. here and there isn't enough. So it, it might be around six hour mark too, but yeah. I need it in one go. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And then if I get six hours in one go, then I'm good for like the next 18. Right? But, but you I, didn't I, get that in the beginning because Amanda had a C-section no. and you needed to help. Yeah. And well, I had to feed the baby for two weeks before Amanda mm -hmm. could like get up and walk around and, and do what she needed to do or yeah. wanted to do even. Yeah. Yeah. That was rough. Um, yeah, it was hard. I remember mm -hmm. to take it back a little bit as well. Um, leaving the hospital where we both, where I've got both Amanda and Romeo into the car mm -hmm. and driving away. And we just both like ball our eyes out, oh. leaving everybody like thinking, <laughs> don't make us leave. Is, is it this, is this what happens? You just <laughs> go to the hospital, you get a baby and then they just say goodbye. And then that's it. Like, yeah, nobody watches what you're doing. Nobody checks to make sure you're capable. No, no criminal record check. Nothing. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it just felt weird. It felt bizarre. It mm -hmm. felt terrifying was probably uh -huh. the right word, especially given that we didn't have like any family with us to uh -huh. help out or tell us what yeah. to do or and all that type of stuff. It was just me, Amanda and, and Romeo. Right. So, so how did, would, do you think you would have rather have more family around you? Because I know Neil really felt comfort in knowing like his mom was at our house. Like he felt like, oh, my mom is there. She knows what babies are. <laughs> I was a baby once. I mean, she raised me. Do you think yeah, I mean, you would appreciate that? I think I would have appreciated the help of like being fed and being looked after uh -huh. myself, if that makes sense. I yeah, wouldn't yeah, want yeah. anybody to come in and then like look after the baby and take it off my uh -huh. hands unless I'd uh -huh. ask for it just yeah, so I can yeah. get a bit more sleep. But it would be helpful to have like meals prepared Mm -hmm. and like a five ten minutes here and there just to have a shower and just to like get dressed and mm -hmm. not have to worry all the time um or in those moments yeah, where you know um I think I might have mentioned this before on the podcast where I talked to you about when the baby is just crying and completely like just inconsolable like and you are trying and trying but you are losing this battle and I remember you telling me one day that you <laughs> put Romeo in the crib you left him there and you went and had a bowl of cereal <laughs> and then you <laughs> came back and resumed um those moments is it would be nice to have somebody else there to just be like please just give me a break for a moment yeah. because those moments are like some of the lowest feeling moments where you feel i don't like how would you describe how that feels because for me it like i, I just don't feel capable helpless right like what am i doing wrong helpless hopeless well, the answer is typically you're not doing anything wrong. It's just... No, of course. But in the moment, you can't stop it. At that point, you just got to turn off and walk away. <laughs> right? Like nothing's going to happen. It's true. No, of course. But especially if you don't have the help, if you just need five minutes and go and yeah. take five minutes, as long as yeah. you're not taking five hours away, like no, it, it's course. not a problem. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, uh, you got to.
I don't, yeah, it was it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was not really what feel. everybody <laughs> said. Everybody said that like going home with a baby is like the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it's magical and everything. It was not. It was not the mm-hmm. same. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know, some of the worst days of my life. <laughs> I don't know why so... people have multiple children. Uh, I feel like you're the one that's always pushing for two. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Blame It on Mom Brain. If you are loving the show, please consider writing us a review wherever you're listening. It would mean the absolute world to us. And we hope by sharing this podcast, we can reach more moms and help share our motherhood experience, normalize our feelings, and make us all feel a little less alone. Back to the show. At what point would you say that you started to get the enjoyment out of having a, like a baby? Because at some point it does become fun and you look at them and they do fun things and then they laugh at you and their head is not a wobbly, you know, bobble head anymore and they can hold their head up and then they start doing neat things and like, oh my God, they said this or they looked at me, you know, at what point were you like, okay, I'm starting to get this connection now that's like more of a positive connection. Obviously, there's constantly bad days mixed in there. It's never all yeah. one thing or the other. I mean, for me, for it was me, six it's, months. It's six months? For yeah. me, I remember people saying, oh, like, how is it? And I was like, oh, I actually think I like this now. Like, she's okay. my, my kid's starting to get pretty cool. Before that, I was like, this is very hard. <laughs> this mm. is very, and I'm not saying it wasn't hard after six months, but it didn't have as many, like, up moments. There was just a lot of down moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully you start to see like more up moments than down moments course, to make up for it. You know? yeah, 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 of course. She was a real human then. Right. Um, for me, I don't know. It's, it, I would say recently. Okay. It's like, what, 14 months old now? So maybe around the year mark. Mm. And that's when you could start crawling and being a bit independent and like chasing a ball walking, and doing that right? type walking of stuff. At... And walking. Yeah. He was walking at... Taking a few steps at least. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't enjoy looking after babies in the slightest. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It was very, very hard. Somebody told me that having a kid expands what you're capable of feeling. So, like, the highs get higher and the lows get lower. Uh-huh. And I don't know. It was some dark, deep depths in mm-hmm. many moments there mm-hmm. that in my opinion the high the higher highs didn't make up for the lower lows and i've sure. i'm still i'm still not there yet it's still yeah. not equated to like like the average is still not mm-hmm. zero it's still a yeah. negative number right now mm-hmm. so i mean i hope that changes i'm sure it, it will. will like i'm, I'm holding out it for it, you know? you're not gonna be 18 years old and you'll be like man you make my day so shitty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You were like, oh, doing science experiments together and you, you'll forget all about this time in your life. So yeah, would you exactly. say like at any point you actually thought to yourself like I'm like this is depression or did you never go to that thought? I mean, I don't I don't know. Like Amanda's very aware about how she feels and mm-hmm. has a label for everything. But I guess I've never done that self-exploration to ask mm-hmm. those questions myself i just got mm-hmm. kind of like got on with it because there's no other no other choice basically mm-hmm. yeah i'm um, very similar i don't often label the feelings i have as this is this um because yeah. i know amanda and i, I mean, are different at, in that at sense some point as 
I'm of the opinion that if you label everything, then you kind of self-reinforce certain things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. We're all along. But if for you're a looking ride, back on we? like everything you just described to me, mm. like I'm not, um, I'm not a medical professional by any means, but you, you, you ticked off most me? of the things. Yeah, <laughs> I'm diagnosing you right now. Mm. Pretty sure you were pretty low at one point. Uh, <laughs> But I won't put the label on it because I don't. I know that won't benefit yeah. you. Um, I think it's been really neat to see that you know you and Neil were able to connect over this because me and Amanda being able to connect was like eye opening and just so changing everything for us to be like, oh my mm-hmm. god, you're experiencing this. Oh my god, you're experiencing this too, and this is the same. And we have this. Um, I remember you guys went out for dinner before you had the kids yeah or we had we had kids that was with, <laughs> with a couple of the it was meant to be with a couple of the hypno beta's dads yeah like all, the, all the women had met up and yeah, then yeah. it was the dad's turn mm-hmm. it was meant to be four but i think one one guy wasn't able to make it due to work or whatever so it was just yeah, me yeah. neil and, and this other dude yeah. and yeah that was that was funny it's always funny meeting new people you know, but that was the, before the you guys social... were really dads, right? Like before you yeah. had oh, yeah. a baby coming. Yeah. How? What was that conversation like versus the conversations you might have now? Like, were you open at that conversation? Did you feel comfortable? I feel like I was after I had like a couple of beers. Sure. <laughs> and I don't know, me and Neil feel very similarly about a lot of things or uh-huh. have like a shared experience that we can relate to each other. Um uh-huh. Or just don't have any like walls between what we can say. Like it doesn't uh-huh. matter. Yeah. Um, even if we have different opinions, like it's, it's all good. Uh-huh. Um, but we also share a lot of opinions and can say yeah. crazy things to each other, and it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was it was really really good to have somebody who I could talk to and like share like the dark mm-hmm. comedy and the dark mm-hmm. thoughts and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff, and not. Uh, getting a label and getting yeah and I feel guilty sent off to prison or whatever yeah um not feeling guilty I guess yeah right no like like you're not like someone's gonna look at me and be like oh my god you, you're a terrible person for saying that out loud no I'm I'm just a person who is more honest than everyone else you know? yeah yeah no. Neil that's the way that I look at it yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay right. well what would you say to any dad that's maybe feeling these same things that you are feeling now or you were feeling then, would you suggest reaching out and opening up to another dad about it? Or like, was that a beneficial thing for you? Because I find guys are often very reserved and they will not reach out or talk to anybody about anything that they're feeling. I think, yeah, I think you're right there. Um, I mean, it always helps to, to chat with friends and to other people who are going through the same situation mm-hmm. sometimes it's just hard to find those people and we got very lucky given that we did mm-hmm. the same course and we kind of mm-hmm. clicked and we had you both to like i don't know glue on to and come and visit mm-hmm. every now and then and mm-hmm. bring the kids around and just go through like a bit of the dark things together or the hard mm-hmm. times together um yeah i think like I think looking back one of the mistakes that I did that's not really like my own fault it's just uh, the nature of the timing of when everything happened Mm -hmm. and that's uh, we were in like a global lockdown 
So we mm-hmm. weren't able to see people. I just left my full-time job. So I didn't have like all my work colleagues and mm-hmm. work basically, because I'm, I'm now work for myself. Um, but in retrospect, I got a lot out of going into the office and like being with people and chatting mm-hmm. and like having that type of social stuff. I mm-hmm. My identity is quite tied to my work as well. Mm-hmm. So I just lost all that. We weren't able to like go out and do things that we would normally would be able to do. And now I have a kid to look after mm-hmm. 24-7. So it was, mm-hmm. it was yeah, that, it was very hard. My, my advice to other dads would be don't do all that. Don't have a kid during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> okay well hopefully that's not don't gonna happen throw away, like <laughs> like having a kid is a big identity change as it is mm-hmm. like just do one identity change at a time don't like mm-hmm. throw everything out and then try and swim in the deep water mm-hmm. so I mean if you have if you're fairly stable in life you have a good group of friends and all that type of things I think that my experience would have been quite different so I don't really know what my advice is but don't don't quit your job, have a kid in a global pandemic, basically, and try and deal well, with it. And you guys alone. moved. Yeah. Well, we did that after. Like, that was yeah. potentially an output of doing what I just said, right? We moved yeah. to be closer to Amanda's family so we could get mm-hmm. help every now and then and we can get some time to, alone together. But you had a lot um, of changes. Yeah. In a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah a lot (laughs) yeah and in retrospect I probably wouldn't have done all that to be honest but yeah that's that's really good advice and I I think even Amanda like didn't want to change her hair color right away you know she was like like, I need to hold on to something that makes me feel like myself yeah and then she changed her hair color like in this like what six like more than six months later well into the summer and so like probably 10 10 11 months later which I guess was a big change for Amanda Right, it was bright purple before. And Your then... bathtub wasn't getting full all the time. <laughs> no, no, there's no more stains. <laughs> we could have white pillows and yep. sheets. Um, one thing, <laughs> one thing that you guys have been so different than me and Neil is that you have pretty much been like sharing responsibility of Romeo since day one for so long. Like I can't even fathom that. Because it's been like Neil took two weeks off of work and then went to back to work right after that. Um, mm. So I want to touch on that experience because at some point you said to yourself and then to Amanda, I think I need to start working again for mm. many different reasons. And I'm sure one of them would have been for your sanity um, and for your yep. relationship so that you guys weren't spending 100% of the time together. Mm-hmm. Um so what was that experience like, like spending all the time together? For, I like, mean, when did you go back to work? Uh, I don't know. It must have been like six, seven months afterwards. Yeah, it's a long time. Just was I working before Montreal? Um, don't think so. No, I think it was after we moved to Montreal. So yeah, maybe uh-huh. like seven, eight months. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it was a long time. I had a long time off work, basically. Which again, well, very you had lucky a different to job. be able to take the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, very very lucky to do that. And everything I'd read about people's regrets about having kids, or what they would change to do, to do differently, would be to take more time off and like be with mm-hmm. the kid for longer when they're younger, and yeah. and help out where they can. So I 
luckily we, we found ourselves in that position where I could do that and yeah. we did it but I don't think I would do that again it was mm. it was just a lot I don't know how else to describe it it was a lot mm-hmm. given that it was like a brand new thing for me and like my identity is tied quite heavily to work so mm-hmm. I didn't have like an out I didn't mm-hmm. have any time to just be me and, and do my things mm-hmm. and just play I don't know mm-hmm. I had time to play but not in a in a way that I fully enjoy mm-hmm. again because I didn't feel like that much connection or purpose behind everything for like the first little while long time <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, it was hard. If if we ever do have another kid, I don't think I would take the same amount of time off. Mm-hmm. Different approach. But I also think it would be quite different now that we already had a, have a kid. So, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? You guys are not novice anymore. No. But I think, well, Romeo would be in childcare, like daycare or whatever. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe I'll take a, a, yeah, some time off. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah, it, <laughs> Would you say that, because it's something we talk about quite often, is that when we finally do stuff for ourselves, it makes us so much better when we come together. Like when I go off and do my own thing, like when I go sing or when I go do dance classes or whatever it is I'm doing, when I do something that is solely for me, I come back and I'm like, oh, I love my husband and I love my baby. This is so great. Yeah. Was that yeah. like a huge change for you when you started going back to work? Things started like being brighter? Yeah, it was easier to deal with like the maybe six hours a day that I would be with both Amanda and Romeo mm-hmm. or Romeo if Amanda wanted the time off, right? Because I'd have like a couple hours in the morning, three or so hours mm-hmm. in the morning and then I'd do bedtime and, and nighttime. Mm-hmm. And, but just being away for like the, I don't know, eight hours a day and locking mm-hmm. myself in a room and doing some work. Yeah, it, it like recharges you in a, in a way that, nothing else did at least for Mm me I would equate it to like common relationship advice which is Mm -hmm. don't lose yourself to the relationship right you need time Mm -hmm. away to be you Mm -hmm. so you can bring the best you to the the pairing right Mm -hmm. you yeah like just because you're married to somebody doesn't mean you need to spend like 24 7 with them like if that works it's not not a problem but also Mm -hmm. like just spend six hours sleeping mm-hmm. and then six hours doing your own thing and then mm-hmm. you bring your best self towards the mm-hmm. the, the, the joining like the couple mm-hmm. well and you've been and, really supportive and amanda doing that for herself too like, well leave i understand Go do stuff. i understand the value <laughs> yeah right? exactly I think amanda's a little bit more reluctant <clears throat> than me about doing that um but that's well something that i need to try and do to make her feel more comfortable to do it like more confident but it's just practice just needs to do it more and then then Mm -hmm. we'll get we'll get there do you think by you going and doing stuff it makes her feel more comfortable to go do her own stuff is that what you mean Um, maybe I mean we're different in that regard Amanda's a bit more anxious than me about Mm -hmm. doing that type of stuff so I think like more practice more time doing it you just get a bit more comfortable with new different things and and that's Mm -hmm. it it's just always hard to take the first step yeah um because you've actually spent full weekends now where Amanda's gone I have yeah I went to I went away with my sister when she came to visit us for Mm -hmm. like four nights well in the reverse I mean sorry like you've been um home with Romeo by yourself oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. while Amanda's gone for a weekend or whatever how was that was it scary or Uh, you just spent so much time 
I mean, I, I find it good. Again, it's mm-hmm. nice to have like a, a little bit of a different dynamic because mm-hmm. if there's times where I feel weird dancing with Romeo because there's somebody else in the room who can laugh at me, <laughs> right? Amanda, then I could do that if like Amanda's not there and not yeah, feel yeah. bad and then do it again when she is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have your own way of doing things not necessarily influenced by other people and it's fun to do it your own way mm-hmm. once in a while yeah right no I, I think so and it makes you more confident yeah in your yeah. abilities I mean 100% yeah like I'm actually capable of doing this yeah and I, I know I am I know I am yeah um and everybody everybody is mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah it's just getting past all the lows. Um, so to wrap up, I just want to hear in all the more high moments since now he's, what, what do we say? Oh, well, Greed's almost 15. Oh my God, she's almost 15 months old. Um, yep. <laughs> 14 months old, Romeo's 14 months old. <laughs> what has been one of your highs in this past month? Tell me about one of the things that could be something between you and Romeo, something between you and Amanda. I know you guys are currently in New Zealand. You're doing lots of fun things. Do you feel like you're finally starting to get some of those moments where you're like, oh, hey, me and Amanda are going out with our friends and having drinks and, oh, Romeo did this today. Tell me a couple of high moments that you've had recently since you've been there. I mean, you're with your family finally as well. Yeah, we're with my my parents, my nan and my grandma. They're all staying mm-hmm. here. They have, them two are visiting from England, so it's it's the first time we've all been together for I don't know a while now, like three, four, mm-hmm. five years. It's a long time, and it is a long time. And it's it's great to see everybody. It's nice to have like extra pair of hands because then me and Amanda can go out and go, I don't know, go to the beach, go and take a ferry into Auckland, and go and I don't know, just relax without having to worry about where's the nappy changing room. Like it's nearly one o'clock is like going to be ready for a nap now like we can forget about a bit of the schedule that exists mm-hmm. so that's really nice it's great to see some people and some that would be friends. sort of your old life coming into it right like being yeah. able to go and yeah. do sort of normal things just the two of yeah. you yeah it, like the other weekend we had a bunch of my sister's friends around and my dad for christmas bought me a big roll of black plastic (laughs) (laughs) and for most people thinking why the hell would he do that it's because um when I was like 13 we did the same thing and in my parents garden they have a bit of a hill so you Mm -hmm. can roll all the black plastic on the hill and make a massive water slide (laughs) so we had a bunch of people come around last weekend and had a few drinks a big party and did a lot of water sliding down in the garden did Romeo do it too yeah he did yeah and (laughs) sliding down with him on me like going slow and careful of course but Uh (laughs) um, yeah I freaking loved it like his he smiles as wide as he can and and I don't know that's definitely one of the highlights is is whenever he's like exhilarated basically Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of boring things not boring things but things that you do in your life that you kind of take for granted and watching a baby's face while they do it for the first or second time and they are exhilarated it's Uh that is very that is one of the higher highs that having a kid has unlocked for sure I love that I love like one of the things we do lately is 
I don't know if it's birds mating in the tree outside or what the hell is going on out there, but there's a lot of chirping happening up in my tree in the backyard. <laughs> and we'll just stand outside in the grass and she'll go, bird, bird, bird. <laughs> and we'll just stand That's there and I'll funny. go, shh, and yeah. watch the birds. And she's just like, this is great. And I'm like, this is pretty cool, actually. <laughs> like, I never just stood there and stared at the birds before, but now it's, it's, it's quite grounding. It's one of the things that I really love about having a little tiny person is like teaches you to really appreciate all these small things that we just neglect all the time now because we have so much other stuff going on um yeah so you get to I see the world through a different cool. lens right so yes yeah i think that and, is and probably that, my favorite part <laughs> yeah and that's something i'm looking forward to like going forward as well as to continue seeing the world in that way as he starts to explore more and starts talking and pointing at things it's going to be I don't know, demanding in a different way but i've I'm, i've got my uh my hopes up for it being a bit more interactive <laughs> and, and entertaining and, and fun i know i yeah. it will be fun it will be fun and it will be it's just such an, a learning experience just taking each phase as it comes right because we have we've never done this before. So everything is so new to us. So we don't even yeah. know what to expect and we just can't anticipate it. So you just really have to appreciate mm -hmm. whatever's happening in the moment. Yeah. Well, it is. It's like small things such as even what, like a couple of weeks ago when we first arrived here, four weeks ago now, um, changing his nappy, he used to always scream. It always yeah. used to be a fight. And then yeah. for whatever reason, doing it here, don't do that anymore. It just lies oh. there and just laughs. Oh. So I'm like, great. That's good. <laughs> So win one, one day to a next one day to a yeah. next you never know what you're gonna get no <laughs> which uh, keeps keeps you on your toes mm -hmm. but can be quite stressful no i know for sure yeah <laughs> so maybe that's your advice to new dads too <laughs> take it one day at a time yeah right enjoy one the highs <laughs> get past the lows yeah <laughs> well Thank you so much for, you know, coming on here, even though this is the last thing on earth you would have wanted to do today, uh, <laughs> is to come on here and talk it, about your feelings. It wasn't feelings. too bad. It wasn't too okay, bad. Good. Hopefully, okay, good. hopefully people don't have like a distorted impression of me. I'm not all bad and all negative. No, no, this yeah. guy is, is not negative. Well, he's, he, no. <laughs> This guy is real and he's telling us the honest truth. That's all that I, that's all we ever wanted. Did you hear Neil's episode? He was blatantly I, I honest as well. Bits of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, there's a lot of people who get on these type of things or like talk about stuff on YouTube or write a book or a blog post and say like everything's hunky-dory and everything's like having a kid's the best thing I ever did and all that crap. Mm -hmm. And I, I just don't relate to that at all. Right. And whether or not that changes, I reserve the right to change that, that belief. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm a lot more than having a kid, mm -hmm. right? A kid is more, I, I'm more than my it's child. It's your own identity. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I guess it is a part of my identity now, but it took mm -hmm. a while for that to, to become part of it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. yeah, I, I will not let it be my own identity. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I feel that too. I was afraid of that when I found out I was pregnant that, oh my God, now everyone's just going to know me as the person with a baby and is never going to ask me anything yeah. about me anymore. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I experienced that a little bit, I experienced that a little bit with uh, like the family coming here. Mm. Like if I walk into a room and stuff with Romeo, then it's, oh, Romeo, 
Yeah. But I don't exist anymore. Yeah, no hug for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I felt that too when I went home. Yeah. yeah. No, it is weird. It's so weird, right? Like you were the baby that everyone wanted to see. Yeah, I'm I'm still a baby inside. <laughs> I still want the hug. <laughs> so this is this is another piece of advice. If you know anyone with a baby, make sure you give the parent a yeah. hug. Yeah. <laughs> They're still a baby. They're still a big baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. We're gonna wrap here. And I really hope that if you're listening right now, um, you listen to this with grace because be- being upfront and honest about how you're feeling as a new parent is incredibly vulnerable and very scary to put yourself out there to feel judged. Um, but you know, like there's so many people that experience these things that they just do not voice. They refuse to voice it because they're too embarrassed or ashamed to, but we really want to normalize these feelings. And that's the reason why me and Amanda started this in the first place is to make other people feel seen and heard and understood and feel like they're not the only person that thinks these things. So I really appreciate you being so open and honest. And if you are someone listening right now and you're like, oh my gosh, my brother just had a baby and he is experiencing X, Y, and Z, or my friend, my coworker is experiencing this. I think they might be having some of these thoughts. Send them along this podcast. Tell them Will is a really great guy. And we would love to spread the word out there that being a parent is difficult. It's very stressful. And this wraps up our series, our our three-part dad series. And I really hope that you've learned something from this. You've gotten a little bit of a new understanding of what it, what it's like to be a new dad. Um, when you see a new dad out there, maybe you'll really sympathize for the struggle that they might be going through. So thank you so much for um, listening to us today. This is Blame It On Mom Brain, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. I swear. <laughs> <sighs>